The cornerback room has been a big worry for a lot of Gophers fans, especially from the spring. I'm going to tell you why it's not as big a worry for me coming up in 2023, along with ranking the cornerback rooms in the Big Ten. Okay, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Today, we are talking cornerbacks, not only for the Gophers and why it's not as big of a concern for me heading into the fall. The official season will kick off next week. We are one day away folks and i'm going to tell you why i'm not too concerned with the cornerback room and then we're going to rank every single cornerback room in the big 10 to close out this show but we're going to talk about the depth chart and all that so be sure to hit subscribe over on youtube so you are staying up to date joining gopher nation i'm loving the comments i'm loving the feedback i'm loving the thoughts Now, I want to know what you want to hear when it comes to game week. What do you need to know prior to game day? I will get all of that information your way and more. So drop those in the comments over on YouTube so I know what you're looking for and we can make sure you've got all the Gophers content you need. And wherever you listen on audio podcasts, I appreciate you. Leave a five-star review. That way we can help others find the podcast as well. Now, let's talk about this cornerback room. Because the cornerback room could make or break this team in 2023. It could be the X factor for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, not just on the defensive side of ball, but for the entire team. That is how important the cornerbacks could be for this upcoming year. But there is a lot of different things that play to how successful they can be. Because if the defensive line can have success and can create pressure, maybe them creating that internal pressure, forcing the quarterback to the outsides, getting more sacks, more opportunities. And like we said, that interior pressure can cause more potential turnover worthy plays. So if we're getting more pressure on the quarterbacks, it will take the pressure this cornerback's room will feel off of their shoulders a little bit and make the job easier. But this room will be either the savior of the program this year or the issue for the program this year. Now, like I said, I'm not personally too worried about it. I think they've got enough depth and they've addressed the room well since the spring. Now, when we headed into these spring sessions, we only had three scholarship cornerbacks out there working We had five total cornerbacks working in the individual position drills. Now, that's because the nickel rover type position works with the safeties more often than not. But with true cornerbacks, we only had five and only three of those five were scholarship. Well, that has changed. We've added more additions to the room. We've added depth. We've added experience. And there's high upside in there as well. We are still waiting on a waiver of eligibility when it comes to Craig McDonald. But overall, the concern of not having enough bodies has been alleviated. Now you add why the importance of this room and why it could be the X factor. You talk about the schedule, you talk about the opponent's strengths because yes, it is a difficult schedule, but more so because there are a lot of quarterbacks with high level talent on top of being in passing offenses. You're talking about Ohio State, which has been a passing offense for years and years and years. Now, yes, 
They have success on the ground game as well, but they've got the best receiver room in the country, bar none right now, with Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Ibuka, uh, Julian Fleming. They've got like three or four true freshmen that could all be top-notch as well, like Carnell Tate, Noah Rogers, Brandon Innes. So they're deep. Their wide receiver room is deep. Their quarterbacks, they've got two talented guys that are still battling it out right now. And I have always been on the team of, I think Kyle McCord's going to start. Look, from what I'm hearing, I think it might be Devin Brown, and that will be really interesting. I would love if Devin Brown won the job because Devin Brown switched his number to 33. So to see a 33 out there on the field as a quarterback would just be a little bit different, a little bit ugly, a little bit unique, but I'm here for it all. So Ohio State, heavy passing offense. North Carolina, Drake May, heavy passing offense. We know we're gonna they're going to throw the ball a million times in that type of game. Wisconsin brings in North Carolina's offense coordinator, Phil Longo, who likes to throw the ball. So they're going to get it done. They brought in Tanner Mordecai, who was throwing it all over at SMU. So Ohio State, UNC, Wisconsin, Purdue's got Graham Harrell coming in, who runs somewhat of an air raid system at times. You've got Michigan, who's looking to maybe pass the ball a little bit more than what we saw last year. Michigan State has a quarterback, two quarterback real talents in there, but they're going to probably need to throw the ball in this upcoming season. And that's not even bringing up teams like Nebraska that have Jeff Sims that could maybe throw the ball a bit more. I mentioned Purdue has Hudson Card, Cade McNamara with Iowa. Illinois just put Luke Altmeyer officially as their starter. There are a lot of more QB talents in this upcoming year in the cornerback rooms. If it can be shut down, if they can be good in coverage, if they can keep the if the receptions are coming in, keep the distance of those receptions short and make it third and longs, make it uh, harder on these quarterbacks overall, make it more difficult to find openings then I think this Gophers team can be very dangerous. We've talked about on the other side of the ball how there's a lot of depth in that wide receiver room, a lot of upside in Ethan Kellick-Manis. We've got multiple running backs that can get it done. If we can get the defensive backs and the cornerbacks up, ready to go, and hanging with some of these offenses, slowing them down, taking away aspects of what they would like to do, then we can go a long way in 2023. In fact, if that can come together, then maybe they overdo they blow away my prediction of the gophers which was eight and four for the season now many again were worried about this room including myself in the spring but that has calmed down trayvon jones has shown immense flashes in the fall camp uh tyler bride has played both inside and outside slot and outside and has added depth at both positions. Craig McDonald has gotten work in there. He's forced turnovers in his fall camp. And if he gets the waiver of eligibility, you've got a bunch of depth along with your Justin Wally, your Jack Henderson, and so many others. I think this cornerback room has a lot of promise for both now and the future. So take a breather. We'll have to see what happens in Nebraska, but Nebraska might be a more run-heavy team. So we might not get that real challenge until the North Carolina matchup. That will be the game that will tell you, oh, yeah, 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 this was the right thing to be worried about back in spring. Or, oh, Kane was right. Maybe we do have a decent cornerback room. Maybe we do have the depth. Maybe we do have some younger guys ready to step up as their time comes. And I think that North Carolina game is going to be a big tell for the Gophers' entire season because you know what North Carolina has struggled against good defenses you look at North Carolina State you look at Clemson the last few years they played those teams they have lost 
with their good quarterbacks of Drake May, of Sam Howell, who is now the starter over at Washington Commanders. Look, they've had some QB talents. They've had some high-powered offenses, but they've consistently struggled against good defenses that have been in the top 20. They struggle against those type of teams, and the Gophers have had one of those type of defenses for the past two years. So if the cornerbacks can step in and be above average, above average, that's all we're asking for here. If they can do that, then this Gophers team can maybe pull off some wins that folks aren't going to expect from them. So I'm excited for it. The cornerback room is not too worrisome for me, but let's break it down. Let's talk about each and every individual for both this year and the future and why I think this cornerback room could be above average this year and continue to grow stronger. We're going to talk about that coming up. First, let's talk to you about our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit and it should be the exact same. When it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors with a guaranteed fit from eBay. You can be sure every part fits right the first time around. Just add your vehicle to my garage on the website and look for the green check on if the part will fit. And if you see that green check, it's guaranteed to fit or your money back. Because just like Sports Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. That's just like the transfer portal and all the options that you can look into to find the right fits for your program. So head on over to get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices over at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed fit is available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Gophers fans, so thank you again so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, I want to talk to you all about a special thing going on with the Nebraska and Gophers game, and that thing you should take part in is the rivalry trophy with Nebraska. It is a donation competition, the Broken Chair Trophy. You can find more information over at brokenchairtrophy.com, but I encourage you to go and donate for the Gophers and their cause because it is a fantastic one. Not only are we raising money for Team 1-4 and the Masonic Children's Hospital of M Health Fairview, but on top of that, it starts the competition and the rivalry before the game even kicks off. You can go do it today. And every time you vote $25, it gets you, or not vote, every time you donate $25 to this great charitable organization, you get one entry into the grand prize drawing of two game tickets, Floyd or the Axe replica trophies, on top of being entered into a giveaway for the Locked On Golden Gophers for our listeners that go and donate as well, where I will be giving away a mini uh, replica of the trophy that is signed by linebacker of the Gophers, Cody Lindenberg. So there's opportunities for you to win a whole bunch of prizes, support multiple charity organizations, and help the Gophers win in this rivalry alone. It's great to donate. It's great to beat our rivals before the game even happens. You get a chance at that grand prize and a chance to be drawn as a winner for this show for that signed mini replica. Give it a shot. Go check it out at brokenchairtrophy.com and definitely donate to a good cause. Now let's talk about this cornerback depth chart because we're going to break it down here. We're going to talk about starters. We're going to talk about the rotation. We're going to talk about future young guys that could be 
pushing for opportunities in future years. Now let's kick it off with the starters. Justin Wally is number one for the Gophers on the outside. It's Wally's world. Wally's world is my new Revis Island for Dinkytown. So he has been fantastic in coverage, both as a freshman and as a sophomore. He's heading into his true junior season. He had a coverage grade last year of an 80.1 on PFF, and he has just been getting better and better each and every year. He had one interception that was game-changing his freshman year against Wisconsin. Last year, he had three interceptions. So you better think twice before you try Justin Wally. But he's not the only top-graded cornerback in on the Minnesota program because the transfer in Jack Henderson actually comes back as a PFF top 10 returning cornerbacks to the Big Ten. He comes in at number four. Now, this man is too legit. Pass rush grade of a 91.4, coverage grade of an 80.5. He had two interceptions in every single season that he has played. He is a big hitter, and I honestly think he can elevate that nickel position that we saw last year have a lot of success with Flip Dixon. I think he can take that to another level. I have a lot of confidence in Jack Henderson from what I've seen in the spring and even how much I've seen him grow in the fall. So I think he's going to be on NFL draft boards and he is going to be a major player, maybe an all Big Ten type player for the Gophers. Mark my words. Now, the biggest question for the Gophers is who is going to play the other cornerback position starting across from Justin Wally? And I think there's two candidates, but I am going to lock in Tariq Watson. From the practices I've attended and the media sessions and whatnot, Tariq Watson seems to be really impressing. He got a ton of reps in the spring when they only had the three scholarship players. But then on top of that, he's still held a firm grasp of getting a lot of the reps with the ones across from Wally currently. So Tariq Watson brings a huge speed element. He brings confidence, even in last year's spring game, I think to the time where he was D'ing up on Dalen Wright, who had some size on him, had great speed as well, and he was keeping up step for step with Dalen Wright. So I think overall, Tariq Watson brings some elements that maybe others in this room don't have with the speed, uh, besides maybe some of the young guys. But I'm excited, I'm intrigued by what I've seen from him so far, and I think he is going to get the first crack at starting across from Justin Wally. Now, he still might be in a rotation, so who could rotate in for him? Who could get some extra reps as well? I think the next player that gets rotation reps or could potentially start maybe in place of Tariq Watson is Trayvon Jones, the transfer from Elon. Now, I think Trayvon Jones brings a lot of veteran experience. He's looked natural. He's made some game-changing plays in the fall camp practices. He's had interceptions. He's had pass breakups. He's been a really nice piece for the Gophers, and I think he fits into the system really well. It's clicked very fast for him, and I think he is going to be a highly impactful cornerback, even if he doesn't start. If Tariq Watson gets does get the start, I think Trayvon Jones is going to be on the field a whole lot. I've seen him a little bit in the slot, a lot of bit on the outside, and I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. Another player who has that versatility is Tyler Bride, the transfer from Georgia Southern. I've seen him a lot inside in that slot nickel position, but I've seen him on the outside a little bit as well. I think he will fit wherever you need him to. On top of that, I think maybe he could be the second nickel cornerback if our next player we talk about doesn't get cleared for waiver eligibility, but Tyler Bride will play some sort of role. Not only that, but he has two years of eligibility left. So it's it makes sense to get him opportunities and get him on the field because he is a somebody with consistency coming back 
next season. Now, Trayvon Jones only has this year of eligibility, but again, I think he will be very impactful. And then the other player I want to mention in that rotation is Craig McDonald. Now, it's a big caveat because we don't know if he has the waiver of eligibility for the 2023 year. He comes from Auburn. He was injured. He had transferred from Iowa State to Auburn. So, that was his one-time transfer. But that being said, he got injured. Then his coach got fired. There's a whole lot of things that play in his favor for maybe getting immediate wa- waiver eligibility. Now, the more fall camp practices that I went to, I feel like I didn't see him on the field as much with the ones. Whereas like the first one, I saw him uh, pretty f- frequently rotating with Jack Henderson. Now, as it went on, I didn't see it as much. And that could be just the Gophers prepping in case he doesn't get that opportunity and get that immediate immediate waiver. They need to have players that are ready and have played and gotten reps in there. So that way, if the worst case scenario happens, they have people to step up. That makes a whole lot of sense. But Craig McDonald has a lot of upside. He's got a knack for the ball and he has created multiple turnovers in this fall camp that have popped out when we've been able to watch. So I like Craig McDonald overall. Hopefully he'll get that waiver. If he does, he has three years of eligibility remaining. Now, if he doesn't get the waiver this year, still counts against him for eligibility. So that means he'd have two years of eligibility after that, but he will be a big time player for the Gophers over these next few seasons. Now, when we're talking about future young guys, Rylan Kelly is the first name I'm going to bring up at this moment. I think he would be the next man up if needed to due to depth or due to injuries or struggles or what have you. He's a long, tall corner, six foot two, and he could eventually be a player that maybe could counter a jump ball wide receiver, someone that has success in that space. He got a ton of reps in the spring, but I think he's still coming along. He's still pretty raw, but he's got some high upside. I've heard from teammates of his that there's moments where he just absolutely pops off the page, and that is what is intriguing and exciting long term. So he's someone to keep in mind. He could be the next one up again in case of injury. The next young guy I want to bring up is Zaquan Bryan. Absolute athlete. This is my guy. He has great ball skills, instinct as a former wide receiver standout in Georgia as well. Back-to-back state champion. And you know what? What I found really interesting is across his time in high school, he had 5,000 all-purpose yards and 43 touchdowns, but then he also had 208 tackles and six interceptions along with a number of pass breakups his speed allows him to be a difference maker at the position him and Tariq Watson bring some crazy speed to that cornerback room I anticipate in the future he will be a big player for the program this year the depth brought in maybe allows him to not have to rush onto the field but get warm to the playbook, get uh in at a pace that works for him I know I have seen him in a couple uh two snaps, two scenarios um, with the Gophers in this fall camp. So things seem to be progressing and coming along. It will be a very fun time to watch him come along with the Gophers, but I know PJ Fleck has a big uh, excitement about Brian and Zaquan Brian and the athlete that he is. Now, another young name I wanted to bring up is Evan Redding. He's a walk-on wide receiver, turned cornerback this year, adds more depth to the room. It sounds like he's impressed Coach Fleck with how quickly he's come along with that transition, but that doesn't immediately mean playtime either. But if he's more natural and getting it very quick, quickly, a full season of development this year with the practice and working with the cornerbacks coach and whatnot, plus a full offseason next year committed to that cornerback position could put him in a great position to contribute 
moving forward. So he's someone to definitely keep an eye on. Now, there are three incoming 2024 class cornerbacks as well. Mike Wallace, Simon Seidel, and Samuel Madu. All of them are intriguing, but I got to give a shout out to the walk-on grinders as well with Victor Pless, Jordan Greenhow, Ethan Carrier, and Jackson Powers. All of them brought a lot more depth to this cornerback room and allows for more opportunities for people to step up and shine together and grind through it all. I think that cornerback depth is looking a lot better than we saw in spring, and we'll just have to see how it plays out on the field. Now, I want to get to our rankings across the entire Big Ten when it comes to the cornerback rooms. Where will the Gophers fit? Now, I know some people had worries, but you're going to be surprised at where I have their gophers in this rankings. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while navigating life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I personally have been through therapy and even though I was hesitant at first maybe I was like oh is this gonna work is this really for me I don't have the time every excuse you could think of I was like "Mm, I don't know I don't know about that doesn't sound like it's for me but I gave it a shot and you know what after I did I was like why haven't I been doing this it was actually calming it was helpful it was a different perspective and it allowed me to open up and hopefully it can allow you to help navigate yourself through life as well. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash college today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com and slash college. All right, Gophers fans, we're going to do this ranking across the Big Ten. We're talking about the cornerback rooms, and now eight of the 10 highest graded cornerbacks returning to the Big Ten Conference come from four schools. So those four schools are going to be in my top four, but how will it all shake out? We're diving in right now, kicking it off with number 14, and number 14 for me is Indiana. Now, they lost their top two cornerbacks to the draft. Noah Pierre is back, but only had two or three solid games in the 12 that he played. The transfers from Texas and Stanford will likely need to play at a high level right away from the jump in order for this room to succeed. But they do have an intriguing young talent in Jordan Shaw, who is the highest rated freshman in Indiana's recruiting class. You move on to 13, and we've got Michigan State. Now, Charles Brantley, he had a lot of experience last year. He'll be back again this year. He'll be a feature in that cornerback room, but I think the transfers of Terry Roberts and Samar Melvin will likely all play big roles in 2023. Now, the coverage in Michigan State has struggled over the last two years, especially in 2021, where they were the worst team in college football. But last year, they made it into the low 80, like the 86th in the nation when it came to pass coverage and pass yards allowed. So I think it could struggle once again, but maybe it stays more in that back 80s, 90s. We'll see, but the cornerbacks will play a lot effect to that. Number 12, we've got Northwestern. Now, Northwestern, they've got three cornerbacks that are back, and they were key players for them the year prior. And now they have a new defensive coordinator slash interim head coach that could play to some in that room and help boost them into the next level of production. Now, you've got Cameron Mitchell, A.J. Hampton, and Garnett Hollis. They're all likely to play significant snaps, but Cameron Mitchell is the only player in that group that graded fairly well on PFF. 
You move to number 11 and I've got Longer Beam or I've got Rutgers, sorry. Now Longer Beam and Melton are both back for Rutgers and they're playing healthy starting snaps last year. So I anticipate they'll probably be there again this season. They also have two transfers coming in from Akron and Northern Illinois who will look to contribute, but I don't know if they will be able to keep up with so many teams in the East and they could see themselves giving up a lot of production on the field. We move to number 10 and I've got Purdue. Now this room could absolutely finish higher or worse because they are the most difficult for me to grade coming into the upcoming season and rank them because they have so many transfers coming in. But I trust Ryan Walters and the defense he's starting to bring in and he's going to get his guys in that room. And that's the thing is he got a lot of guys and transfers coming in. So I think he will find the right ones, whether it be Marquevious Brown, Marquise Wilson, Salim Turner, Muhammad. I think they all could be starters. Every starter on that cornerback position could be transfers coming in, but it would be transfers handpicked for this defense. Number nine, we've got Maryland. Now, Tarheeb still is an absolute baller. He's everything in this cornerback room, and their upside goes hand-in-hand hand with him. They may rely on transfer Jaquan Shepard as well, but they've got some returners in Corey Coley, Gavin Gibson, who have gotten some snaps as well. So I think Maryland will hold its own, but Tarheeb still is the make or break for the room being successful or being average. We moved to number eight, and I've got Wisconsin now. Wisconsin has Ricardo Hallman and Alexander Smith, and they bring back the most production for the Badgers coming up in the 2023 year with both of them seeing over 300 snaps. That being said, I think Wisconsin's upside at the cornerback position relies heavily on transfers and recruits. Transfers like Jason Maitre, and then you've got four true freshmen that could all push for time, including Amari Snowden and Jace Arnold. So the upside of this room, and if it goes up or down on this list, will definitely be due to the new additions on the roster. You move to number seven. I've got Illinois. Now, I know people are saying Illinois lost so much in the secondary and all that stuff, but Tavion Nicholson is a returning leader and starter who will be back. But then you've got Tyler Strain, who had a couple of turnovers last year. He had played meaningful snaps and had some production. And Xavier Scott also had some meaningful snaps. So they've got that youth and production from last year. Plus, they have some players that are stepping into bigger roles. So those guys. But then I think of Mike Scott, who we listened to uh, new defensive coordinator Aaron Henry on their Big Ten preview, and he named uh, Mike Scott, who is a converted wide receiver to cornerback, who moved from fourth string cornerback to starter throughout the entire spring. So that tells you how much momentum, how much talent, how much uh, progress was made with that player. I think there will be others that come to rise to the occasion as well. Illinois defensive backs will be just fine, especially their safeties, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Nebraska comes in at number six for me. Now, Quentin Newsom is the man. He's uber talented and he is back in 2023 and he'll be a major player for the Cornhuskers. Now, Corey Collier is a transfer from Florida. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes this upcoming year. He'll play a large role. Isaac Gifford will play the nickel rover position once again, and he's got that talent. He's got the speed to be effective out there in the Big Ten. Those three together could be a top 10 unit in the cornerbacks when it's all said and done by the end of the year, but I've got him here at number six. Number five, we kick it to Ohio State. Denzel Burke had one of the most snaps for the team last year, but his PFF grade wasn't fantastic, so he didn't show amazing last year, but he did have moments and he has a lot of experience. Now you've also got two younger players that both graded rather well 
for how young they are. Jair Brown and Ryan Turner, both of them graded in about the 70s on PFF. Now, Turner didn't have a ton of snaps, but Brown saw 200 snaps last season. So that's three players that could really give them some, some experience and some upside for 2023. And then you've also got Cam Martinez, who gives them a fourth body to be a good producer. Now, Minnesota comes in at four for me, and I know a lot of people with the spring worries are probably like, how in the world is this team four? But Jack Henderson, the transfer in from Minnesota, is the real deal. And he props, he pops on the tape as well as he comes full force in this offseason. And he impresses teammates, he impresses coaches, he impresses the media. I think he is going to be a major big-time player for the Gophers in this upcoming season. He's got the fourth highest PFF grade returning, which is an 84.7. And then Justin Wally, who comes in as the sixth highest PFF grade returning in the Big Ten, is also very stable on the outside. So Wally's a surefire man in coverage, has a knack for game-changing turnovers, and I know that this room was a worry in the spring, but with the youth development coming up behind them, they're building long-term, and they have guys who can contribute now. And that is why I have Minnesota, who has two top 10 returning cornerbacks to the Big Ten Conference, coming back in 2023 at number four. I've got Michigan at number three. Now, Will Johnson is an absolute baller. He's ready to run it back. They've also got uh, Mike Sanristil. I can never say his name, who is also back. Both of those two players are the highest duo returning when it comes to the PFF returning grades. Uh, Johnson has an 88.2 grade coming back, which is third best in the Big Ten. And then Mike has a PFF grade of 83.3. That duo makes them the fourth and the fifth or not fourth and fifth, third and fifth returning cornerbacks and the highest duo. And then you've got Keyshawn Harris, who is a great and consistent third in that room for them. Number two, we've got Iowa and Iowa has Cooper DeGene. Now he is the man. I don't need to stress that to you, but what is wild to me is I still think he might be kind of underrated outside of the big 10. If you ask me now, he had 75 tackles last year, eight pass breakups, five interceptions and three interceptions turned to touchdowns. That's a major difference maker. He's scoring points for the Iowa team consistently. Now, then you add in a fellow starter in Sebastian Castro, and you've got two high-rated cornerbacks that are back. The depth behind them might be a little bit more unknown, but TJ Hall could be a player to keep an eye on as we move forward into the season. But the number one room for me is Penn State. Now, Penn State has Kalen King. He's a top two cornerback in the conference and maybe a top five cornerback in the country, potentially the best true outside corner in the conference. You've also got Johnny Dixon to pair with him. Both are two of the highest graded returning CBs for the Big Ten Conference. And King is number one in the entire conference with an 89.0 grade. So I'll give him the nod of the cap, the number one ranking Penn State for cornerbacks. That's going to do it for us. We have one more room to break down, and that is the safeties room tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Be sure to subscribe over on YouTube. Row the boat, Skyima, and uh, all that jazz. I don't know. Row the boat, Skyima, go Gophers. And I will see you tomorrow, but don't forget to subscribe.